scriptures. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who, being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. What a, a wealth of truth and it is contained in these short verses, and we're certainly not going to talk about all of it. But could there be any doubt who is the one who has come to purge our sins? It's just the, there's a couple of these uh, statements we're going to look at. But uh, in reading verse 3, we could uh, easily have left out part of it, couldn't we? When he had purged our sins. And we still appreciate the wonder of what was done. But that's what stood out to me, is when he had by himself purged our sins. It's pointed out so clearly to us who he is. He's the one by whom uh, God made the worlds. <clears throat> He's the one that's appointed heir of all things. He's the one that we've sinned against, and yet he himself purged our sins. There wasn't an angel created to do it. There wasn't a man created to do it. By man came sin, and by man it would also be dealt with, but by a man. And he himself, the one who our sins were against, became the one who himself would be responsible for their removal. He himself purged our sins. Now, for many years, I was in the oil business, and, and we just used that word purging all the time. And, and then it began when I uh, was reading this and how... He himself purged our sins that I appreciate it just in a little greater measure what he's done. Because when, when we purge something, one of the, the first thing we do is we're removing all that's, we would have fuel lines and lots of different kinds of fuel or oils or so on. But the first thing we meant by purging was that we remove what was in the line. But it wasn't just removing it, it was replacing it with what was right when he had by himself purged our sins. So we step back in wonder this morning, and, and we're here, and we're welcomed here because all that kept us from God was purged, removed. And in its place, 
is not a vacuum, but a, a, a position of righteousness. <clears throat> that we're able to come and yes with Jesus in our midst and be welcomed here. And though stumbling and inadequate and far less than what we like it to be, we just express to him the wonder of his person and of his work and the anticipation we have that we're going to be with him. Let's just look at another in Luke 24. Luke 24. Luke 24 and verse number 13, we'll read there, Luke 24, 13. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all of these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Here I just see the personal presence of the Lord Jesus in a, in a time of, of sorrow. I don't know if we can really grasp how how deeply these disciples were hurting and how disappointed. They're just beside themselves. All that they thought was was going to come to pass. He has died. Now the grave is empty and they're thinking the body is stolen away and they're talking of all these things and wondering and confused. I just like to think of it this way. In this hour of difficulty, Jesus, Jesus himself drew near and went with him. There may be times of difficulty that you're experiencing now. We don't know what 2012 is going to hold. But we can be assured of this. Just as the Lord Jesus himself, the Son himself, dealt with the great issue of our sin himself and took care of it. In our hour of need, Jesus himself still draws near and goes with us. Like these disciples, we may not see them right away. We may walk quite a ways in confusion and in sorrow, but it need not be because he is here. He's there in our hour of deep need. Jesus. I could have just said, Jesus drew near and went with them. And we still would have appreciated it. But there's just a little touch more. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Every step of the way, 
he was at their side. And he's at our side as well. A little farther on in the chapter, 36. And as they thus spake, here's the disciples now together in that upper room. As they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as you see me Here, in their hour of disappointment, they needed assurance that indeed he, Jesus himself, was risen from the dead. Jesus, the Son himself, purged our sins. In their hour of difficulty, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And when they needed assurance of the completion of his work, of his triumph, there he comes, and in the midst of this sorrowful group, Jesus himself stands in the midst and brings them peace. One more reading for the first Thessalonians. You know already what we're going to read. First Thessalonians 4. Just uh, verse 16 there for sake of brevity. First Thessalonians 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The Lord himself. He's not sending an angel to... Go and gather those believers and the bridegroom comes himself to catch away his bride. And from that moment on, we will ever be with the Lord himself. It's one of the things that we're doing as we come like this, isn't it? We see the thread and the cup and it's separated. We're reminded of death. But we're also reminded of resurrection and we're reminded that we do this till he come because he's going to. The Lord himself. We have a personal savior. We have a personal comforter, a personal assurer. We have a personal one who's coming himself to catch us away to be with himself. Maybe, just maybe he'll be today. Maybe first day of 2012. And it just might be the day. Mm-hmm. And he'll give the shout, he'll come himself, and we'll be always weird forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.